Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein. And this is We Had No Idea. Episode three. Woo! Oh right? my gosh. Yeah, yeah, three. Yep. I can count. <laughs> so as you probably have been able to gather by now, we are going to be talking about witch hunts today. Yeah, this is... I, I learned a lot going into to this one. This was... And we'll talk about this as the show goes along. But this was definitely something that I thought it was just like a, oh yeah, this was just a kooky thing that they did 600 years ago. Like, people back in that time died of weird things, and one of them was people thought they were witches. But uh, a lot more goes into it. And just quickly, right off the top, before we, we go too much further, I uh, want to thank the fine folks at time.com, history.com, historyextra.com, BBC UK, National Geographic, The Conversation, historyuk.com, britannica.com, and the Huffington Post. That is where... Uh, all of this information came from today as wanted to get this one right with all of the different weird things that go into witch hunts. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here for our third episode. Thank you for hopefully downloading the first two and, you know, subscribing, rating, reviewing all those fun things to do on podcasts that you like or you're just friends with us and you are obligated to. <laughs> Yeah, the, the five-star ratings help, the written reviews help, all of it helps, and, and hopefully we are helping you as well. Yeah, um, so I don't think we have anything else to, to thank, or? No, I think we just get right into it. Shit, okay. So, when we talk about witch hunts, what do we mean when we talk about witches? Well, in Europe, in the 1400s to the late 1700s, lots of supposed witches were just simply old women. They usually had hair on their upper lip, were menopausal or postmenopausal, were widows, and basically weren't young, beautiful, or in the care of men. In Christian Puritan society, women were supposed to be subservient, so anything that wasn't that would mark you as a possible witch. What could this be, you ask? Well, having too many children, not having enough children, having too much money, having not enough money. I mean, it's basically what women deal with today. We just can, like, never win. But back then, you just got burned for it at a stake. <laughs> or or hung. Right. Just, like, for existing, mm -hmm. you know, typical uh, woman problems. I digress. Some men in history were accused too, but women were seen as spiritually and morally weaker than men. So about four to five accused witches were women. Some of this is based off of Christianity, of course, in that Eve was the one that was tempted by the snake in the garden to eat the apple. So you know, in these stories that are shaping the culture of the time, women were more susceptible to diabolic persuasion. It is weird when you go back and look at this time. And I, I like you always have the, the general idea that basically everything was run by the church at that point. But just to the extent that it was like, we think there's too much religion in things now. Back then, it was everywhere. Everything everywhere. was religiously based. And honestly, I don't mean to call them out, but like Christianity based. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. And it's, I mean, we have colonizing happening, happening in North America here in the Western Hemisphere and it's just spreading, spreading mm -hmm. like crazy and, and taking over everything. So um, we do see, we're going to get into some specific witch hunts here, but we do see that 
kind of the witch fever that struck Europe happens first. And then when we get to Salem witch trials, which of course are the most famous, at least here in North America, of all the witch trials, we see that they happen later. They happen almost into the 1700s. So we think that basically that's just because everything kind of starts in Europe. People come over to this continent and then it, they catch up with their friends back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's someone comes over on a boat. It's like, hey, do you hear the thing about witches? Like, wait, witches? What? <laughs> All right. Well, we have to take care of this. I don't know how we've managed so far without this. But we really <laughs> dodged that landmine that we don't know what landmines are yet. Yeah, we don't even know what germs are yet. We're just going <laughs> to blame everything on witches. Exactly. Um, the, the reason that witch hunts start, the, the actual start date of witch hunts is debated among scholars unknown right because it, it was just tied in with the the charge of heresy which was going on for a long long time and then that progressed into you know witch hunts and hmm. it, it was basically used to explain things that were happening on earth that people had no explanation for so people born with disabilities had nothing to do with chromosomes it was obviously the work of witches bad weather witch women who are not subservient to men witch. clearly Clearly subservient to the devil instead. <laughs> so Yes. She's a witch. The hunts were not necessarily pursuits of people who were identified as witches. There wasn't a, hey, we have found a witch. Let's go find her uh, or him in very rare cases. <laughs> it was, hey, let's go find witches. Let, let's go make sure we, like, it, it was looking, there was a lot of confirmation bias, I would suggest. It was looking for a problem instead of finding out about a problem and then trying to find the solution to it. Yes, so they had some crude practices, such as pricking witches to see whether the devil had desensitized them to pain, uh, searching for the devil's mark, which could be anything as simple as an oddly shaped mole or a wart, or they would swim women, and I think we've all heard of this one, but that is throwing the accused into a pond. If she sank, she was innocent and got to go meet God, and if she was a witch, she would, you know, save herself and fly away. I... I... Don't think I found any specific cases of this swimming technique, but I think that we can all assume that all of the women that were sent to swim died. Right. They <laughs> certainly floated. And like it, it is, we, we watched it last night. It is so eerie how actually on point the Monty Python <laughs> Holy Grail witch scene is. Maybe not necessarily she weighs the same as a duck. Like, there, there is obviously a comedic element to it. But this was an actual thing. Well, if she sinks, then obviously she was human. So, good for her. It, it, it is just absolute... Very, the living definition of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm -hmm. um, just absolutely wild. And, and people believed that witches rode through the air at night to their sabbats, which were secret meetings sabbats? where, uh, uh, yeah, sabbats probably makes more sense. Sabbats? Yeah. Sabbats? I think I tried to fancy that up a little They're bit. Sorry. secret yeah. meetings. Right. Um, sexual orgies, they would have sex with Satan, they changed shape from human to animal, which that is, I mean, look, all of these are ones I don't understand, but if they could shift from human to animal... Would they, while being accused of being a witch and potentially burned or hung or whatever, not just switch to a bear and just mess everyone up? Right, or you're tied to the stake and then you switch to, like, a flea and you just... Buzz away. Exactly. 
yes, that that one. I mean, again, none of them, none of them made sense. Uh, there was the thought that they kidnapped and murdered children for the purposes of eating them or rendering their fat for magical ointments. There's an ointment for that. <laughs> wow. Um, toward the end of the 15th century, two events really sparked the, the witch hunt craze. Pope Innocent Eighth publication in 1484 condemning witchcraft as Satanism, the worst of all possible heresies, and then a book in 1486 by Heinrich Kramer and Jacob Sprengers, the translation calls it The Hammer of Witches, was just a remarkably misogynistic book, blaming witchcraft chiefly on women. Widely influential, it was reprinted a number of times. So this is where... I mean, it's not just people talking like, oh, hey, what about witches? You now have the Pope and then an actual book written about witchcraft. And thus, it must be true. And thus, it must be stopped. I just want to pause real quick. Yeah. Pope Innocent? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they... You can't have that in your name. <laughs> yeah. You they were awesome at naming kids name. back then. No, no. Pope Innocent? I don't think so. It, it's <laughs> like... You're trying there's, too hard here, bud. There's no in-between. Like, there are... Every king is named the same thing. Yeah. Like we, we only had like three names and then, oh, well, innocent needs to be a name. Yeah. We are joking and um, again, these are actually absurd, but depending on where you look, witch hunts resulted in 35,000 to 100,000 deaths uh, in the span of about 300 years. The, the, uh, the, the more prominent era is from the 1400s to the 1700s. There's obviously ebbs and flows, but this is primarily... The, the time frame that we are looking at here. Like we said off the top, there is no real start date for when people started believing witches were a thing, but obviously publications came along. People were scared of stuff that they didn't know. Women are great to blame things on. So we see this rise in witch hunts and then we see publications and popular media like um, Shakespeare's Macbeth coming out and it, paints this picture of witches as these evil things that can control the times and they only serve themselves. And we don't really know where exactly the idea of witches started. Uh, we do know that Denmark was having some witch hunts and there wasn't a lot about that because then whatever Denmark did to witches, Scotland tripled down on. Yes. So Scotland was particularly bad under King James the sixth and first. So that's the same guy. He just at some point takes over another throne and he becomes the first James in that line. But in his line in Scotland, he is the sixth. That one took a lot of Googling. <laughs> so a little bit about this James guy. He is born in 1566. He becomes king when he's 13 months old because his mom is Mary, Queen of Scots. I'm sure you've heard of her. Uh, she was beheaded for allegedly plotting to kill Elizabeth I who is her cousin, but you probably know her more recently from her depiction on RuPaul's Drag Race by Rosé. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so this James guy's kind of messed up. Uh, he has some family issues, issues with women, obviously. I mean, that's speculation, but he obviously has issues with women. So when he goes to get his bride, Anne of Denmark, from Denmark, he hits rough seas to and from retrieving her. And again, the people of Denmark are already like, witches are real. James goes there to get his bride. He hears this and he's like, well, that sounds like a great thing to blame all my problems on. So after the rough seas nonsense, 
he gets home and immediately at least 70 suspects are rounded up. Most of the suspects soon confess under torture, of course, um, whenever, I mean, I'm sure we'll clarify, but whenever there's a confession of, yes, I'm a witch, in our research, it was 100% of the time under coercion or torture. Yes. So... Just horrifying means of torture. Yes. So a lot of those suspects soon confess under torture. They concoct um, a host of bizarre and gruesome spells and rituals that, you know, explain the storm that James and his bride had to go through. Uh, One story included severed male genitalia being tied to cats and thrown into the ocean to raise the storm. Most of the 70 people were, sorry, 70 women were swiftly put to death. little side note here. If you were being accused of being a witch. Right. I know, rare, but mm-hmm. if you were being accused of being a witch, what would you make up? Yeah, I've, I've been thinking about this one. Uh, I think, like, you, you absolutely, like, the, the male genitalia, you say that, and right away, it's just, it's gasp, because, again, they, they can't wrap their heads around anything back then. Yeah. They appointed a 13-month-old as king. <laughs> so we are not dealing with the most sound of decision-making. I... I probably, like, you at that point, it kind of is like the, the TV thing where you're just, like, looking around the room, like, um, a, a male <laughs> genitalia tied to a <laughs> cat. <laughs> yes. So I, I would probably say, like, I, I would throw my big toe and, like, some spit into a vat with, I don't know what chemicals they had back then, but, like, vinegar. Water? Not that vinegar is a, a chemical, but, <laughs> yeah, water then was probably quite chemical. So, yeah, something along... I don't think I'd be overly creative about it. Like, part of my left buttocks with, like, a sneeze. Although if I was sneezing in the 1500s, I was dead. But I would do that along with something and a bit of my hair. Like, just anything right. I could think of at that point, you it's know? It's totally a shifty eye look around the room. What can I see to throw in a cauldron and make a storm? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what about you? Well, I think I'd probably be similar. Like, I have to think at the time... You know, there was no TV shows depicting witches. There was only these couple publications that called them called them demons and and said that they were in the ranks of the devil. So, I mean, I assume that I would I would say that I, you know, made a made a deal with the devil. He gave me some, I don't know, what hangs out in hell. He gave me some like hellfire or something. Mm-hmm. And I I had a burned fields with it, I guess. Took a, a rock from hell and <laughs> crushed it up into a fine powder and sprinkled it throughout the ocean so that the, the seas rose. Totally, yeah. Because you, ha- you have to think at, at this time, too, if you're accused of being a witch and every other person who has been accused of being a witch has died, I mean, have some fun on your way out. Make some shit <laughs> up. I mean, what is an execution without a bit of fun, right? What so. is an execution without just... Saying a bunch of lies about how you're a witch. Yeah, trying to mess with people <laughs> on the way out. So after these trials and executions, uh, James commissions a pamphlet about the horrors of the witches and the trials. He later writes a book called Demonology. It's spelt all old-timey and stuff. It translates to the science of demons. The purpose of this book was to inspire new persecutions of witches with new vigor and determination. He's trying to keep the, the witch hunt going. Uh, James describes witchcraft as high treason against God, which meant that all manner of horrors were justified in wringing confessions from the accused. He doesn't stop there, and he takes the throne in England. That's where he gets that eye. 
when Elizabeth dies and he tries to get England back in the mood to do witch hunts. So they, they are part of this ebb and flow as well. At the time they are ebbing, James comes along, they hit a flow. He's actually an all right ruler, uh, James is, but he seems to be kind of obsessed with witches up until his death in 1625. Yeah, he's an all right ruler unless you're a witch. Unless you're a woman, James was all right. <laughs> <laughs> unless you owned a cat, maybe had a mole, and maybe didn't have any kids. Mm -hmm. You were fine. Yeah, hopefully you didn't have a skin tag or anything because that was probably the end of you. It's right. just, it is so absurd. Just, uh, again, to, to think back and just anything that happens, well, it's obviously witchcraft. Like obviously it's, witchcraft. It's just, it, it is so tough to actually wrap your head around. Like, all of this sounds like it's out of a comedy. where A, a very sad comedy. Well, no, but like a 13-year-old a or a 13-month-old kid takes over as king and spends the rest of his life blaming literally every one of his problems on witchcraft. Yeah, no, you're it's right. It's just, it's so, so, so bizarre. Mm -hmm. um, so much like the beginning of witch hunts, the end is rather murky as well. There isn't exactly a, and this was the last time anything like this happened. But <laughs> the reason that they started to certainly fade out of popularity was the reason for most things, and that's money. Witch hunts became more expensive in 1587 when the Parliament of France required an appeal to Parliament on cases of witchcraft, making it much more expensive to pursue and a little bit more dangerous. And then, by the 16th century, many prosperous and professional people in Western Europe were accused of being witches. So at that point, leaders of society began to have a personal interest in making <laughs> sure that these witch hunts were on the up and up, which is rather smart and a nice bit of... Um, organization, I guess, from people who would be in danger of being accused uh, of being witches, where it's, oh, you guys don't like it? Well, or, or you guys are afraid of witches? I think you're a witch. And all of a sudden, people with the influence start to get accused, and those things get looked into very, very quickly. So what I'm hearing is that some legislation was put in place mm -hmm. so that you couldn't just accuse someone of being a witch, and then they were tortured until they confessed. So, so they had to be proven to be a witch. There had to be proof at some point. And rich people started to get accused and they were like, let's go pay someone off so this doesn't happen. That's why witch hunts stopped? Pretty much, yes. Fantastic. Yes. Uh, in 1635, the authorities of the Roman Inquisition uh, acknowledged its own trials had found scarcely one trial conducted legally. There we go. So again, the burden of proof is just absolutely too much to overcome where... It can't just be, again, the, the Monty Python thing. She turned me into a newt. A newt. Well, it got better. Um, it, it, can't, it can't just be that. You actually have to have some form of realistic proof, and that suddenly shut a lot of these down. So that stuff was starting to, to bring it down in Europe. But as you said before, the witch hunt craze hadn't made its way across the ocean to North America until a little bit later on. And it, it is just, it is very much a sign of the times that this thing starts to wind down, but then someone is on a boat and just pops across and, hey, have you heard about this witch thing? And that ramps it up in uh, current day North America. And that leads us to the Salem Witch Trial, probably the, the most famous witch trial in history. We'll go through it, it all here, but this one, by the time it, it all wraps up, a historian, George Lincoln Burr, says the Salem witchcraft was the rock on which theocracy was shattered. So this one was the most famous and was the one that by the end was like, okay, we really need to reassess 
what we are doing here because that was stupid. Yeah, what are we doing here, yeah. folks? So the Salem witch trials happened, you guessed it, in Salem, Massachusetts. There you go. Nailed it. I'm very, very bad at pronouncing Massachusetts. It takes my brain a while to comprehend. Maybe <laughs> I'm a witch. <laughs> Maybe. It's the only logical explanation. So they started in late 1692 and went to mid-1693 when it was all over 141 suspects, both men and women, were tried as witches. 19 of those were executed by hanging and one was pressed to death by heavy stones, which is just horrific. Um, I actually think that that was the male accused. Mm -hmm. He was the one that was pressed to death. What the fuck? Yeah, that's... Dude. They... uh, Again... Not the brightest bunch back in the, the 1600s, but they were extremely creative when it came to killing people. Honestly. So this rural Puritan community of the Salem Village, which is present-day Danvers, Massachusetts. I'm going to say Danvers, Mass. I'm going to short it to Mass. My brain can't do know. this. You nailed Massachusetts. Uh. Like you're three for three so far. <laughs> So the community of Salem Village was not all that great, especially for women. And at the time, the community was reeling from the after effects of war, uh, a recent smallpox epidemic, fears of attacks from the indigenous people that they had displaced, and a longstanding rivalry with Salem Town, uh, which is actual Salem now. So Salem Village is Danvers. Salem Town is Salem. Can I just say, just to, to quickly interrupt, that basically checks off like Every 1600 stereotype thing that there is. You have, we took indigenous people out of their homes. There was a war. We had smallpox. Like it just, (laughs) everything is checked off along the way. And now we get into horrifying treatment of women with the the witch trials. So anyway, continue. (laughs) So yeah, no, you're right. Um, All of these things did make people just like a little freaky and in need of someone to blame for their problems, of course. Amid all these simmering tensions, the Salem witch trials were then fueled by the residents' suspicions of and resentment towards their neighbors, as well as a fear of outsiders. So in January 1692, I keep saying 1962, but obviously that's not right. I hope it's not right. In January 1692, two young girls, they were in the Paris family, began having fits, including violent contortions, uncontrollable outbursts of screaming. And after a local doctor diagnosed them with bewitchment, what do you think that appointment went like? Like he like flashed a, what well, they didn't have flashlights. He like waved a <laughs> candle. Just a fireball. <laughs> he waved a candle in front of their faces and was like, it's bewitchment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you still do like the, the testing where you, you tap the knee a little bit and oh, see if like they Oh, like a care? reflex test? Yeah. Do you do all that before like... I don't know what the reflexes are on a witch. Do you have to do those types of things? Or right. is it just straight to, oh, you screamed once? Well, you're obviously a witch. They probably like pinched them and they were like, ah, your skin went white when I pinched you. You're mm-hmm. a witch. Can I <laughs> Can I just say, like what we are having, I, I, I think I called everyone in the 1600s stupid. But like in their defense, this wasn't just the knuckle draggers along the street just saying, oh, I think it's a witch. It's the Pope. It's scholars. It's a damn doctor mm-hmm. saying all of this. This isn't just the, the the scum of the earth or anything like that who are trying to stir up trouble. This are These are people in trusted positions. It's everyone. The king, the 13-month-old king believes in them. <laughs> so how could you not? And again, like I say that mockingly, but... Every person in power was telling you this witch stuff is real. So it is 
it is very easy to see how these people could fall into that trap. Right. And it's it's not even just people in power. It's literally everyone. These mm-hmm. young girls start having these these contortions and they're like, it must be witches. Witches are hexing us. They believe it too. So after these first two young girls start to have bewitchment, uh, other young girls in the community begin to exhibit similar symptoms in the following weeks. So in late February 1692, not 1962, 1692, arrest warrants were issued for the Paris's Caribbean slave, Tituba, along with two other women, a homeless beggar named Sarah Good and the poor elderly Sarah Osborne, whom the girls accused of bewitching them. So both Sarahs maintain their innocence through trial, but Tituba admits to being a witch and names other women that should face trial. Again, almost all guilt admissions are under torture or she was trying to be seen as some kind of informer to maybe not get burned or hung. Mm -hmm. I mean, at that point, again, you're not arguing against reason. Exactly. Like th- so, there's, if these people believe you're a witch, there's nothing you can do aside from drowning. Aside that, from die. Yes. <laughs> that that can prove to them that you're a, a witch. So you either, if I'm going down and bringing everyone with me, or like you said, maybe become a bit of an informer and they think, well, maybe this witch has seen the error of her ways. Like it's, it, it is just a, I can't imagine being put in that spot. No. Witch trials weren't just about accusations that today seem baseless. They were also about a justice system that escalated local grievances to capital offenses and targeted a subjugated minority. Women, women of color, people who are poor, stuff like that. Women are both the victims and the accused in this part of American history. Casualties of a society created and controlled by powerful men. Here we fucking go, girls. A wave of hysteria begins to spread through colonial mass. A special court convened in Salem to hear the cases. The first convicted witch was Bridget Bishop. She was hanged in June. 18 others would follow her to Salem's Gallows Hill. So by September 1692, this is, the hysteria had begun to fade and public opinion turn against the trials. Uh, some noblemen step up and say that accusations without proof should not be used in court and they should treat accusations of witchcraft like any other crime, a.k.a. There needs to be proof. We saw this happen in the late 1600s in France as well. Uh, Basically, someone steps up and is like, should we maybe do fair trials? Yeah, if we're going to kill these people, should we at least have a little bit of evidence? Innocent until proven guilty? Mm -hmm. Not guilty until proven not a witch? (laughs) Mayhaps? Guilty until drowned. Though the Massachusetts general, nailed it, general court later annulled the guilty verdicts against the accused witches, bitterness still lingered in the community and the painful legacy of the Salem witch trials would endure for centuries. Uh, In January of of 1697, dang, I just never talk about the 1600s. It's really hard. It it seems like a made up time. (laughs) Like even even something that happens in the 1800s, it's like wow, yeah, the 1800s were a thing. Like it, it is tough yeah. to to wrap your head around that all this history happened. Like the, the world doesn't start in the 1900s. And like there there was one thing that I looked up. Well, in 1050, it's like that's yeah. not real. Even to say that, did they walk around being like, oh, you know, happy New Year, happy 1050 to you? <laughs> so weird. They probably wow. They probably also had those glasses. Like in 1002, they probably oh had the, the double zero glasses too. That's one of the, the first party favors ever invented. Was they Bonus were, history. They would have been made out of like wooden glass. 
There was no plastic. They were made out of iron and they were really heavy and they gave everybody lead poisoning. Yeah, probably. So did everything back then. <laughs> and then they were witches. Uh, so anyways, in 1697, the Massachusetts General Court, oh, I'm getting so good at this, declares a day of fasting for the tragedy of the trials and, see, and deems them unlawful. In 1711, another made up year, all guilty charges are rescinded and financial compensation is given to the heirs of those murdered. So basically, after a few years, everyone who was kind of in power or involved with the Salem witch trials is like, that wasn't a good look for us. We probably should say sorry. Yes. Yeah. And again, we, we can't bring these people back to life, but here's some compensation for you financially. Five cents. The declaring a day of fasting is an interesting one. Like, hey... We screwed up. We tortured these people. So to say we're sorry, none of you are allowed to eat today. Yeah, like even their families weren't allowed to eat. It's like, mm-hmm. we all did this. Yeah. Would they be... I have many... I mean, I have many questions about how they thought yes. back in that time. But yeah, would they be allowed to... Like, we, we are fasting so you can feast. Yeah. Yeah, would everyone who was, you know, a, a judge, jury, and executioner, would they have to fast and then just give all their food and their snacks to give their lunch money to the families maybe it's kind of it sounds like that's honestly kind of what happened it would make sense i I, again nothing can bring back a late witch but that that would at least be something but that that one it, it certainly seemed like that was the end of it really for popular witchery um yeah people start to feel bad about what they've done and the legislation does come in that, you know, you are innocent until proven guilty and that just simply being called a witch doesn't mean that you have to go to your death. Yeah. So once that pesky evidence thing comes in, witchcraft, <laughs> witch trials seem to go away, which is uh, quite interesting. Fair trials. Now, we say that there are still some cases of it uh, post-Salem witch trials. Mm-hmm. In 1895, Bridget Cleary was beaten and burned to death by her husband in Ireland because he suspected that fairies had taken the real Bridget and replaced her with a witch. It has also been reported that more than 3,000 people were killed by lynch mobs in Tanzania between 2005 and 2011 for allegedly being witches And there is still official legislation today in Saudi Arabia and Cameroon that you can be charged with um, magic and sorcery. Wow. Those are actually still things. I I think the the most recent one I found was 2015. Uh, So these are still things that you can be charged with to this day. Wow. While there is some legislation against witchcraft around the world, we're not necessarily seeing witches the way that we used to. So many more people are practicing a religion called Wicca today. Women aren't just tying severed male genitals to cats and throwing them in the ocean anymore. So someone who is Wiccan follows a nature-oriented religion having rituals and practices derived from pre-Christian religious beliefs. I don't know. Sounds like genitalia tied cats to me. (laughs) Sounds pretty eye of newt to me. (laughs) Uh, witchcraft is typically associated with the Wiccan religion. Pagan, on the other hand, is a member of a religious, spiritual, or cultural community based on the worship of nature or the earth. Wicca can be placed under the umbrella that is the larger category of paganism. There are many misconceptions about what it means to be a pagan, but this is one avenue that you 
can be. If you look at Wicca and what people would say is witchcraft today, it's not really magic in terms of witches stirring a cauldron, bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. Mm -hmm. It really is only as real as the people involved believe it to be. So Wiccans generally participate in ceremonies that cast spells to heal people or help with general life problems while also honoring their deities, not unlike eating, you know, a cracker and some wine and calling it the blood and flesh of Christ. From reading we've done, it can be simplified down to vibes and manifesting, honestly. When you, what you put out in the universe, you receive. Let it be negative and what comes back to you will be a reflection of that. So when we say witchcraft nowadays... It's more so along these lines. Witchdom has always had ties to feminism, which is something that you said you didn't yeah. really tie together at all. No, I, I never really put the two together. Like I, I had always thought that this was just like people in the 1600s died of all sorts of weird ways and being accused of a witch and being burned was just one of them. Like I, I thought... It was very much just like a punchline in Monty Python, and that was it. And I never really put the two together that it was disproportionately women, and thus this would be something that feminism would tie into. It was just kind of a, oh, yeah, that that's just another weird, stupid way that people died in the 1600s. <laughs> well, we do. We see women's rights movements uh, in the 90s and the rebirth of witches. It's not a coincidence. Same with today, 2021. You look all over TikTok, Instagram, and any social media and there's this idea of owning your body, which is great. Body autonomy. I'm here for it. Serving yourself. And you'll see people practicing these witch-like things. And they are directly tied to Wicca, to paganism, and to witchcraft itself. Um, is that to say that, you know, all these women in Puritan societies had to die so that white women like me could hold a piece of rose quartz and meditate about my problems? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that was the start of it. But the reason that Salem was such a big deal and the reason that witch hunts affected women mostly because there was just no explanation a man could find for a woman who was not subservient to them. It, it's all rooted in misogyny, especially, and then racism. And honestly, the witch hunts probably prompted more women to drop the ideas of the Puritan society and ask why. Like, why follow these stupid rules just to be called a witch and be put on trial anyways? Put a, on a, a remarkably unfair trial. Totally. To, at the end, too. Yeah. And, and I think that is where the, like, I, I just didn't take it that way in, in thinking that it was about power and control. I just thought it was about, oh, these people are stupid. So the, they're just like, okay, well, I guess we're going to have to burn this person now because it rained a little bit too much the other day. <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't put... I didn't put it all together as to the bigger meaning of all of that. But when you do see it laid out and some of the, the history books that I read about it, oh, there's no explanation for why it was disproportionately women to men. It's like, I think there might have been. I think there might have been. Yeah. <laughs> this was a history, a brief history of witch hunts. They were awful. I imagine that really the only way to not be accused of being a witch between 1400 and 1700 was just not to be a woman. Hard stop. <laughs> Have kids, but not too many. Have money, but not too much. Be beautiful, be young, or just die in childbirth, and then you won't be mm -hmm. called a witch. And make sure that you can drown. Uh, that, make that is sure a, that you yeah, can drown. Be very good at drowning. Oh my gosh. No, it, it is, it, it's something that 
is so ridiculous that it's tough to not make fun of. Mm-hmm. But the, these were real people, like 100,000 people, yeah. up to 100,000 people, people, died because of this. And it, it is easy to think, oh, well, they would stub their toe, get an infection, and die anyway, because that's just what happened in the 1600s. Mm-hmm. But the these were real human beings, and I can't imagine the helpless feeling of, well, I mean, look, it snowed on a Tuesday. It's not supposed to snow on a Tuesday. She must be a witch. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine, A, how easy it would feel to argue against that. Like, no, it's stupid. And then everyone else being like, oh, well, no, that's that, that's obviously happening. Yeah. It's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of the thinking at the time, too, was like mob mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, you've brought the Monty Python sketch up a couple times. And if you want to go YouTube that, it's on YouTube. I saw it for the first time yesterday, and it was honestly hilarious. <laughs> but it is that mob mentality. It's someone being like, oh, well, it snowed on a Tuesday. Like, we need to have a reason for this happening. It doesn't just happen. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a couple of people get together, and they're like, well, what's out of place? And it's like, well, Sarah down the road walked the wrong way up the road the other day so Mm -hmm. it must be her she must have been casting a spell on us is the only logical explanation although it's just weather (laughs) (laughs) yeah it it is just and again the thing i come back to is that it wasn't just the mob it was the people in very high up positions and like you see people today getting caught up in in what politicians are saying and well kind of having that that rallying cry and a lot of times it's like hey Maybe do a bit of research into it. But people back then didn't have the internet or, I mean, very few books even existed at at that point. Yeah. And so when you have all the people that you put all of your trust into saying like, oh, yeah, it's fucking witch, man. Then how how can you not believe that it's witchcraft? Like Mm -hmm. that was certainly not a point where people were going against doctors and going against, at least not openly going against kings or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like it was very much a just go with the flow type of a thing. And if the flow was leading you toward witchcraft, then you're probably going to flow towards witchcraft. Yeah. And even, sorry, I don't think I mentioned this, but that doctor that diagnosed the two Paris girls with bewitchment, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, more young girls started to have the same kind of ailments afterwards. That actually has been hypothesized that it was just fungus spores that were in their rye bread. Mm. And it affected like teenage aged women because they were just more likely to be affected by the toxins of these spores. So it was literally like mushrooms. Yeah. Mushroom spores. <laughs> and they were like, it's a witch. It's yeah. witches. Someone gave me moldy bread and now It wasn't I'm even a witch. moldy. It like... was just like in their rye bread. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, this was a brief history of witch hunts um, of the Salem witch trials This stuff is so interesting and I had so many um, tabs open on my laptop when we were researching this. Like this one, we just, this one had to be brief. We could not get to all of, all of the history of this one. So I do encourage you to look it up if you want to. We also have kind of said, you know, we don't want to say a lot of names because we want this podcast to be something that is like memorable for you and digestible. And I I always find that names don't really stick with me. Um, But if you want to know the names of the women in the Salem witch trials, I do think most of them um, have been 
kept on record. Yeah, just learn more about it and yeah. just to, to see, because it was, like you said, we, we could spin off six different podcasts just off of this one, just mm-hmm. going through it all. But no, it, it is something that, like I said, it was just a, a weird kooky thing that happened in the 1600s to me. And now uh, you have much more of a, a humanizing aspect of it after going through all, it, it's still stupid as all hell, mm-hmm. but it, it's just, uh, again, it, it's tough I am saying the word stupid a lot, and I probably should cut that out a little bit, but it's it's just fascinating to see at that time what people believed and just how, I mean, obviously we've come a long way in 400 years because Hopefully. I, I would hope that we have. In some ways, we, we certainly haven't come that far, mm-hmm. but it, it is just crazy to see what people were thinking back at that time, and it wasn't just a couple weirdos. It was everyone believed that, and, and, and it's just... It is really difficult. Like, none of this today that we talked about seems like real life. But all of it legitimately happened. Yeah. Yeah, very crazy. So we encourage you to look more up about this one because we literally could not get to it all. Mm -hmm. Um, And thank you for being here for our third episode. It's great. We love it. Um, We'll put out another one next week. And you can send us, if you have any suggestions on topics that we should do, uh, you can send us an email at wehadnoideapodcast at gmail.com. Or you're probably a friend of ours, so you can like text us or (laughs) message us on Instagram or whatever. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you for listening, for downloading. Uh, Remember to rate, review, subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts. We are available and you can double our S wherever I'm trying to make it cool. It's rate, review, subscribe. Mm. Wherever you get your podcast. Wow, you, you listen can to cooler podolls than I do. I've never heard of that I just yeah. made it up. Oh, okay. People love acronyms. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. She's a witch. <laughs> She's a witch.